You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 268th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in sunny Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in kind of sunny, kind of cloudy Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> anyway, this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Weather is, I don't know, kind of October, kind of chilly. We have fall yeah. here. So you'll, yeah. you guys know this. Growing up in Minnesota, you've got summer and you've got winter. And here... Now that I've moved to New England, I'm experiencing fall for the first time, like I, for more than three or four days, and it's oh, it's interesting. Okay, I was gonna so, say we have fall, but yeah, three or four days. You're right. Now so I, it's the good weather karma has hit you. Yeah, it's, no, if I had good weather, I'm saying I had good weather today, but yesterday it was 40 and raining, and I was riding through ankle deep mud <laughs> in an orchard. So you know, weather changes a little, quick. Doing a little cyclocross weather up there, little guy. It was definitely cyclocross weather. Uh, my bottom bracket knows it was cyclocross weather, and it doesn't work anymore. See, <laughs> so little guy, too. what? Um, were you on the same bike that you had in Madison? No, I was on my other bike. So now both my bikes are a little bit broken. <laughs> okay, and uh, <laughs> remind me, what kind of pedals are you running? I run Shimano pedals because I'm yeah, not one of you weirdos that believes in times for some reason. So. My the pedals, actually, I'm, I can clip in and out of them during a muddy race. That's well, that's cool weird. One. I've never had a problem with my Time Atex, but let me tell you a little story. Today, I went for a bike ride, and it was nice and sunny when it rolled out, and then all of a sudden, it started pouring rain. And so, I instantly got discouraged because I had this beautifully, like, fresh from the mechanic, mm-hmm. clean bike, right? Like, they had done the, the clean the drivetrain. Everything was looking great on the moots. And then I got all the road spray, and here in Florida, it's the roads are kind of like that permanent after the the snow thaws in Minnesota with all the sand on the road. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. So when the rain kind of kicks up, so like your hands get like the, the sand between your fingers and all that. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to wash my bike, right? But I was yeah. riding with a pretty cool group of people. And I knew it was a really cool group of people when I got to a stoplight and I looked down at two of my favorite people that I ride bikes with, the Selbies, and they both had time pedals on time rxs pedals and i was so excited because they're i feel like they're like the only other people in orlando that ride with time pedals which are by far the superior road pedal of choice and we were commiserating about how none of the local bike shops here in orlando carry time pedals or time cleats and how we then have to go online to buy them and we feel kind of bad because we really want to give money to bike shops local bike shops but we can't because none of them have seen the light and they all buy look pedals and it drives me nuts. And SPDR pedals. What has happened to time pedals? They they are the best pedals, hands down, especially on the road. I mean, I don't know. Clearly their marketing is subpar uh to some of the uh some of these other companies, but um you know, I I feel like uh somewhere along the line they got that reputation like Campy has where it's just like expensive for no real good reason and while i don't believe the argument about campy either i can completely see why people think that with time pedals on the other hand i don't know i like i they are absolutely worth the money in my opinion is it is it the thing with the time i mean i know they're maybe a little bit more money but but like time at one at one point in time uh-huh. had about 80% of the market I'm assuming on the roadside right they were the first clip yeah well I think yeah it was time and it was look and they probably each had about yeah. 50% I would say so what happened was it just that people didn't like to support the 35 hour work no, week no 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 like what, what was going well, on I'll tell you look, what happened. look is a French company as well man yeah I one of the things I think is weird is a lot of other companies have at least either bitten pretty hard or you know, like paid the patent there fees you to basically make look pedals. That's the secret under their own thing. Did I wonder if Time either didn't 
they were charging a weird price and they didn't want anybody else to, to get some of their stuff or it, it was just luck of the draw that other company, cause like Shimano makes basically a look pedal, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's all a licensing thing. Um, look ended up being a smarter, uh, business somehow, um, by, <laughs> by licensing that out to Shimano and, uh, other copycats. And that just became the default. I just, I know pedals are probably one of the things on a bike that once you become brand specific, you're not going to change. I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. Like, cause like pedals are probably the one thing that you're always going to keep throughout no matter what your bikes. Right. I mean, even tires, you'll probably make a switch every now and then Right. Mm-hmm. pedals. You're pretty much always locked in unless you're like a pro rider and they're buying you your gear. And it just seems that like, once you lose your foothold, man, wow. What a <laughs> wow. Yeah, once just, you lose your foothold in the pedal game, it, you're you just lose your market share and i just yeah i mean time pedals when i see someone on time i get so excited atax not so much because i feel atax are a little bit more popular yeah especially up in the northern parts of the country right with like the the winter shedding of ice and all that like time works great but just when i see an rxs pedal or an eye click i get so excited the low profile that just looks so awesome you know tim i i hate to cut you off but like we're definitely in the five or six email range uh, uh, of complaints for the length of time that we've been talking about time at this point. So uh, we're okay. going to have to move time along. Time. All right, guys, let's get right into it. Little guy, you being the e-cycling expert of the podcast. Hmm, interesting. Would you like to tell us what happened when the British e-bike racing champion was stripped of his title on uh, Friday of this week? Thanks for the segue on that one. I don't know because I don't <laughs> have any idea. You guys are going to have to fill me in on this. Were you? I just know it happened. Were you aware that there was a national championship for indoor cycling I, in I did not actually know there was until okay. I saw that somebody was stripped of it. He had that's, a jersey and everything. I learned. It was kind of a big deal when Britain signed up for the, like they, they made an agreement with Zwift to hold the e-bike racing champion national championships. One of the first countries to do this. How embarrassing Spencer is it that Zwift and the British anti-doping administration, I don't even know who had to do it. The <laughs> British national cycling federation uh-huh. stripped the title. I'm not even going to say the guy's name because I don't want to sully the, the importance you, of this. You don't want to give him any uh, the title. His yeah. name. does not deserve to be said. Right. After what he pulled, you don't want to give him the yes little guy. He lied about his weight per kilogram. Didn't he like lie any, pretty drastically though? Oh uh, wait, no, he didn't lie about his weight per kilogram. That's what's totally messed up about this whole thing. When I heard the guy doped, I was like, "All right, probably not doing some blood doping because that would be really next level." Yeah, he definitely lied about his weight. Be hilarious. So that he was going faster for the amount of power he was putting out. Right? Yeah, that seems like the that's like, what you would think. Way. Spencer, yeah. how did this gentleman lie? Oh, how, why was this guy suspended? I have, I, I, you're gonna have to fill me in on this okay. because I've got some theories, but I don't know if they're true. And I've seen some amazing video content uh, coming across the social media feeds that I don't know if it's just like, oh, look okay. at what you can do, or if that's what this guy did, or what. So it has nothing to do with physiology. It's incredible. Nothing, nothing at all to do with physiology. Here's how he doped, okay. little guy. I'm ready. Okay. Is that so. he was using the tr- quote unquote Tron bike. Oh yeah. So there is a bike little guy that if you ride something like 50,000 meters combined over the course of your Zwift cycling career, mm-hmm. you can upgrade your bike. Okay. And there is a bike at the top level. That's like a light cycle bike. It totally looks like a video game. Neon bike. wheels. Yeah. Does, Wait, neon so it wheels. looks like a video game bike in a video game. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, no, because there's other bikes that you can get. Like you can get the Cervelo P5 or whatever, yeah. and then you can get the like you know Pinarello R3. But they've done testing that the Tron bike is like 16 seconds faster than the normal entry level bike. So this guy never earned this Tron bike. So he shows up to the national championships. They're all on the Tron bikes that he's competing against. The way he got his was because he had a computer program that simulated him riding mm. so that he could get the 50,000 meters ascent without him actually pedaling the bike so that he could get like the fancy one. But did he ride? So, but 
So he faked his way to the fancy bike, but did he ride in yes. the national championship? Like that was his yes. own legs? Yes, absolutely. That's what's so messed up about this whole thing is that <laughs> he, God. he faked, yes. he faked like the, the okay. tryout that he faked to get the equipment. Yeah. He, yeah. he faked to get on even footing with everyone else is what you're saying. That's not, and that's, that's what's not so doping, messed up. Then. That's, that's, that's like if he, if you got busted that's what after I'm saying. winning a crit because you robbed the local bike shop to steal some zip three Oh threes. And that's not doping. That's, that's just robbery. <laughs> exactly. So essentially he, essentially he did his doping by riding a fake bike that he didn't, Okay. Win in the game play. Got it. Like, what? And this is my problem with this whole thing. How is that wow. an issue? Like, if he's up on stage, he's checked out. Like, I thought it was going to be weight. That's why I made that joke earlier that didn't play so well with you guys because you didn't know about this. Is that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought the joke was about. I thought it was him lying about his weight per kilogram. No, it's because he was using in game equipment that right. he didn't earn. Now, I did see a video floating around my social media uh, earlier. Now, I, I thought perhaps, perhaps this is what this guy did. But this was uh, somebody who had their laptop was whiffed open, set up on their kitchen counter next to their KitchenAid mixer that had a, ca- a cadence meter attached to it. And they just turned it on. <laughs> just turned it on to puree. Yeah. Just like, Vroom. and it's And the bike was like cruising along in the video game. So that was a. Uh, Another way you could just take a break for a while, I guess, in the middle of the national championships. This is that's so good. If if like, oh no, like as he's up on stage riding his bike, he's like, "Mm, I could really go for a smoothie, and he presses the button. Um, I just have a like, I have no problem with a national championship of esports, but Swift, get your act together. Don't create bikes that mean different things, like like that. Like problem solved. Put everybody on the same variable, right? Right. Like, isn't that the Right, like uh, there can be different bikes. I get it aesthetically. You don't like it's pretty boring to look at Zwift anyway. Um, but yeah. if everybody looks exactly the same, that's super boring. So I get the idea of having different bikes and even earning them for whatever. But like, they shouldn't be faster, right? Like, so yeah. By this logic, like like Mads should have to give the jersey to Trenton because the track looked nicer. Well, I know you're doing a <laughs> like, sweet segue guy, attempt yeah. here, little guy, but I'm not done with Zwift oh, because really? I just want to talk. I was that, really hoping we might be done. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Give me just a second here. Okay. In Zwift, you're allowed to ride without a helmet. Here's my question. Can you win the national championship without riding in a helmet or do they violate that? Cause like, that's kind of the same thing that this guy did. Hmm. Is there any sort of aerodynamic like, advantage to wearing or not wearing the helmet in Zwift? This is what know. we need to get to the bottom of. Oh, All yeah. Right, well, you get the, let's like, get into elevate to the top level. You just get a backward cycling cap, like uh, Jan time trialing in the nineties. Just with you're by far the fastest, just with the perfect Speak, amount of luft. Yeah. Speaking of top level, let's get to the world championships. When Mads Peterson debuted this weekend, yep. his Trek Madone and world championship Jersey. And you have come to the right place the Slow Ride Podcast is going to critique what it is that we saw. Mm-hmm. First up, gentlemen, the jersey. Overall, what are the thoughts on the World Championship jersey put together by Trek and I believe Santini, the kit sponsor, the kit maker? Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. I give it a 9 out of 10. Classy, traditional. I don't know. I like it. Looks good. The only way you'd get 10 out of 10 is if uh, FDJ was on the uh, World Championship kit duty and they didn't even have a sponsor on <laughs> there. there'd be no sponsors. But no, I think but I, this one's I thought it looked good. pretty good. It looks really good. It's it's simple and yeah, I love it. So You know what I like about it is it's a little bit more pronounced on the sleeves. The sleeve bands are pretty good. So kind of taking a uh, chapter out of the Peter Sagan book of just overdoing the sleeve band size. Owning those sleeves. Now, Spencer, wait, unfortunately, wait, wait, wait. Spencer think? we haven't heard what Spencer thinks. Oh no, I think it looks great. I mean, okay. Okay. I think they did we a good job, happen, so. uh, blending in the, the sponsor logos. So they're not too crazy. Um, I really liked the fact that he went with black shorts and they, they didn't try to push yes. some boundaries, uh, the marketing department, you know, Kept it in check in that regard, so that's good. Um, yeah. Really classy looking kit. I, I, I'm, I struggled to find anything that I dislike about it. Yeah, 
So unfortunately with that kit, that means that Alejandro Valverde is back into his Spanish National Championship kit. Oh, so he, no, um, I didn't right. know he was Spanish National I, Champion. I forgot he was Spanish National Champion <laughs> kit as well. But, um, and then friend of the podcast, Michael Moran, who is one of the lead, or he is the lead paint, uh, like graphic designer out at Trek headquarters in Madison. It was great seeing him out at the Trek uh, Cross Cup. Over a 24-hour, like, nonstop session he helped design and then work with the paint team to create three of the bikes for uh mads peterson the madone bike guys this may be my favorite part of the whole kit like the kit looks good Mm -hmm. but the bike is sharp it does look good like the broad stripes coming out of the head tube into Mm -hmm. the top tube yeah i am a big fan spencer your thoughts it's it's kind of incredible when you look at the bike because it seems like the world champion uh, motif on it is subtle, but it's also mm. massive. Like yeah, it's it's yeah. a huge <laughs> section of the bike that they've painted with these stripes, but it's not overpowering, and it's it's just a very tastefully done job. And and maybe that's partly the the shapes of the Mendoan that that helps them with that. But uh, it's just an all around good looking bike. So it you're right. It like it you would it's huge. It overtakes the bike, but it's in a classy way. Like it's kind of like it's just a sharp looking bike. I do like the detail on the um, down near the bottom bracket on the kind of the juncture on the rear side of the bottom bracket, where it has like two hundred ninety one k like crossed out, and then it says like two fifty two k for like how they shorten the distance of the world's race. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Um, but overall, I thought that that bike uh, came up uh, pretty awesome. Came up roses for the uh, the Trek Segafredo team. Yes. Yeah. So, little guy, yes, resident tech expert that you are. Mm. Do you oh, know I'm what getting all the good segues tonight? <laughs> do you know what cameo is? Um, I no, I don't. I'm not even gonna try. No, it's Spencer, a band. Are you familiar I'm from, with I believe, cameo? the 1970s? <laughs> uh, a little guy must have nailed it, I think. But um, yeah, I've heard a little bit about this, and I did a little exploring in here, Tim, and I'm excited to hear uh, how many purchases you've made. Okay, so for those that don't know what Cameo is, but basically you can pay money for your favorite social media influencer, we're checking on podcast hosts, favorite athletes, to basically leave you a A little private message. custom message. Like, like they, they send you a video message of like, hey, man, good luck tomorrow, Spencer. I'm really stoked. I know it's your wedding day. You know, like things are going to be going really good. Sorry, sorry, Tim can't make it, but he told me like this is your gift and it's great to see you. And like that message would come from George Hincapie, uh-huh. for example. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just to, just to pull a name out of the air. So, so, so Cameo is a the service that that basically it's the mediary between. Right. Social media influencers, stars, athletes, and you to get that personalized message. So the famous one that was going viral last week was The Rock. Someone paid money for The Rock to wish like the hundred year old lady a happy birthday, right? So like that would be the classic one. You can get um all types of famous people spending lots of money. So naturally, yeah, cyclists are in on the game. Yeah. And just to give you a, a range of pricing, little guy. George yeah. Hincapie is on there. It only costs $50 to get a cameo from George Hincapie. So that means that we would have to spend $50 to get George Hincapie finally on the Slow Ride podcast. But we will not stoop that low. We will get George Hincapie on this podcast at some point. Or We're freak. not paying money for that. <laughs> for free. Like, In fact, I'm pretty sure we can find a way where he gives us free hotel nights at Hotel Domestique in Greenville. Oh, sorry, I don't want to say too much because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we want him to pay us to talk about his hotel. It's true. So the most expensive cyclist when you filter high to low is Phil Guyman at $100. Phil Guyman's wow. commanding Phil Guyman, the largest amount. And not only is Phil Guyman the highest and most expensive cyclist, he is double the next guy, which is George Hincapie and Michael Valgren. Okay. Valgren yeah, getting now, in the game. Crazy. Okay. Okay. So, so right away we're at Phil Guyman. Sorry, Phil, not paying $100 for you to show up when I can, for $49, get Philippe Jobert. Now, there's a couple of things here I want to talk about Philippe Jobert. 
He's he's undercutting George Hincapie by a dollar. Kind of smart move. Price is right game, right? Yeah. Price is right scheme. Yeah. And you're looking pretty good. And he's so a Paris Bay winner. Paris Roubaix winner, yeah. The the photo that he uses is him lifting up the Paris Roubaix yeah. trophy. Hincapie's only a Paris Roubaix second place. Yeah. 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 So that's very good. Clearly game. that doesn't have anything to do with the price. But it's it's a one dollar difference. Yeah, that's a very good very good point. Here's the one for you. Thirty dollars. Uh-huh. Now, underneath now, it, it says for charity. I want to see if this changes your opinion, guys. I feel guys. like you need to be giving us cyclist names, and we need to be prices writing you what we think okay, their, their value that. is. Okay. $30 <laughs> for charity. So so if you pay money for this gentleman, he will donate it to charity. Think of all the cyclists out there who would actually have to donate the money to charity to maybe save some face. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this. It's it's our boy Moscon. Yeah, it's Moscon. <laughs> Would you pay $30 knowing it goes to charity? It doesn't tell you what charity. You're just going to have to trust the guy. Yeah, it's probably from like a racist separatist charity now, or something. Oh, I'm, Jesus. Not, I'm not taking that chance. Now, do you get to, do you just get to send them like a, hey, it's my birthday. Can you give me a shout out or whatever? Or do you get to like send him like a paragraph to read or whatever? Can we be like, hey, really sorry for all the racist things I've said in the past. My apologies in the in the, you know. Uh, we're kind of uh, BS, but this one's legit. You know, <laughs> the, I, this one I'm getting paid fifty forty nine dollars <laughs> to do is legit. Okay, so you now know that that Moscow is thirty dollars okay, for charity. Yeah, the bar is set. The bar is set. Okay, Onrek Mass. Oh, Moss. Sorry, future mm. superstar. Future superstar. Yeah. What is he coming in at? If Moscow is thirty, he's, and we know Hincapie's fifty. I'm gonna say he's Guyman's clearly the outlier. Thirty five. Thirty five. I'm buzzing yeah. in at 35. Yeah. 35, right? Yeah, 35 or 25, something in there. He's he's priced to move. He's priced to move he's at, up. Nope, he's at 40. He's, oh, he's, wow. he's pulling the high ticket. All right. It's ambitious. All right. Here's another one for you. Yeah. Especially after the year he's had. I would <laughs> maybe bring it down a little bit after this year. Last year, maybe. But Oliver Nason, AG2R, Belgian, former Belgian national champion. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can get Oliver Nason. To, to text you a video saying, hey, little guy, it's me, Oliver Nason. How's it going? Mm-hmm. How much would you have to pay him to be your friend for 10 seconds on Snap on the, uh, the video? <laughs> I, he's got to be cheaper than Phil, Phil Gill, so he's probably like 30 bucks. But, but that's a screaming deal, I think. Belgian that's national champion. That's a future champion. Flanders winner. For, Belgian for, national yeah. champion. Okay. Future Flanders winner. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I do, I'm, man, I think he's got the hipster power, but I don't think he actually has the star power to pull... Like, I think he's smart enough to know, like, I could get one at $50 or I could get 12 at $25. No, you're both wrong. He is a screaming deal at $15 in, in the marketplace here. Little yeah, guy. That's a really good deal. Oh. We should be we should be getting one of those all the time. I'm going to be pretty bummed if my birthday's coming up, you guys. I'm going to be... <laughs> After this discussion, I'm going to be a little sad if Oliver Nissan's not in my inbox. Yeah, we got a couple more here for you. This one, this one's actually interesting. Lachlan Morton, oh, the EF rider, this is dirty Kansas veteran. He did that ride out in the UK from tip to tip, just all the way through on the gravel. Like Lachlan, like the hipster superstar. Yeah, of and he is actually still good on pro tour races too, but he's probably commands a. What do you think? All right. I'm I'm buzzing in here. I think based on his personality, he his agent is probably super frustrated with him because he doesn't know how to value himself properly and he's coming in at $8. <laughs> yeah, I get the same feeling. I imagine he's either doing really cheap or really expensive. Like like his agent told him to get on here and he's like, yeah, sure. $500. He's probably whatever. the ultimate guy to be on here. Like, like he's so future focused that I'm surprised not all the EF writers aren't like Mitch Docker's not on here. Mitch Docker could do, I think more than Lachlan Martin, Lachlan <laughs> Martin pulling in at $50. A pop. 50? So one more than, so one more than Philippe Gilbert. Yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. Right. It's a different market, um, man. It's a different market. We have, we have two more. Okay. Right. I'm ready. Steve, Stephen Hyde. Oh, and Stephen Hyde's photo is him without a shirt on with his dog. Oh, it's that that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Man, people are overpaying. You just got to get in an elevator with him. He'll talk to you. 
Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> people are morons. Uh, <laughs> 35 bucks. I am going to go $20. Stephen Hyde coming in at $15, oh, which will get you a lot a of deal. food at Sluggos in yeah. Pensacola. Final one. Right. Simon Geschke. The full beard. beard. This is, and I got to say, guys, there are not that many pro cyclers on here. I am a little disappointed. Mitch Docker, you got to get the entire squad on here. Like, this is Simon Geschke with the full beard wearing his triple C Pulsat jersey. Mm. How much is Simon Geschke going to get you? Tour de France stage winner, right? So, yeah. He's got that. Uh, 20 bucks. I, I think the beard knows his value. I think he's coming in hard. $35. You guys are dumb. $10. Ten. That is that is such a steal. I kind of want to do steal. this right now. He's like got just three have him career wins. So I think that that's about right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but $10, we could we uh, may actually have to have him do this to give us the shout out for the Slow Ride podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like th- This is Simon Geschke. You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. That I would pay $10 for that. Anyways, <laughs> This is I, how we as a Slow Ride podcast bankrupt ourselves is learning <laughs> about this and spending way too much of the little amount of I mean, money. I mean, th- yeah, well, yeah, we're going to once a day for the next two weeks, we're going to have Philip Gilbert say weird stuff to us and yeah. until we realize we've overdrawn the account yeah. and we need to shut down. <laughs> I'm just That's so that. like, this whole entire website is so amazing to me. And I'm kind of disappointed that there's not enough more, like, there's not more people on here. Like, so here's my question, so, little guy. I need I need a reference. Who would you pay money to have someone talk to you? Like <laughs> I feel very, I mean, in truth, I feel very uncomfortable about the whole thing. I don't think I'd pay anybody <laughs> money to talk How to me. How much would you pay for Matthew Vanderpool to give a shout out? I mean, it's it's weird. I don't want to pay him anything for Tim- it. It's super weird. Think about it. It's super weird. Yeah, but who would, ah. who would be the most expensive cyclist? Like, who should be number one? Now, here's here's the thing, Tim. I need Sorry. I need some I need some clarification. I need a reference point of like real life. What does the Rock charge on this yeah, service? Like, what did that joke uh, viral video uh, content cost? Whoever put that through for the Rock? That's a good question. And I am going to bring that up. I do know that Caitlyn Jenner costs you twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred. God, do okay. people do? I mean, people do this, like, dude. But that's for like Simon, a lot of money. Simon Geschke, ten dollars, guys. I think we can afford a lot of that. I think we could get him on. <laughs> like, he could be a host of the show for that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that'd be awesome. It is impressive, isn't it? Oh, anyway. Uh, it's, it's well, dude, it's weird. I got it. It's weird, man. This uh, is so good. Head on over to <laughs> look for us on Cameo. We have we have submitted our application. Yeah, we're and, obviously uh, going to be sixteen bucks. Come on. With that, let's get into the uh, the pre month. This is Mitch Docker, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Pod. Spencer, once again, we are being presented by a pretty revolutionary sponsor here at the Wide Angle Podium Network and the Slow Ride Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I've seen quite a few videos coming across my Instagram feed of some of our listeners using the, the greatest power washer of all time, which I could have used today mm-hmm. after my rainy bike ride. I totally failed. I should have used it. You did. If I had one. Now. I'm going to buy one now. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you're talking about the Works Tools Hydro Shot. Uh, Works, W-O-R-X, um, makes a power cleaner that hooks up to a water source, whether that's your hose or a bucket of water or even a two liter bottle that you've filled up with water and uh, runs off a battery. So you don't need a generator or any of that kind of thing. So perfect for cyclocross, perfect for your mountain bike races, perfect for throwing in the sprinter van. If you're living the van life or the master's racer life and, uh, and have that set up, this is what you want. Uh, it will clean off your bike, take care of all that gunk and grime and everything without blowing out your bearings, without blowing the grease out of your headset and everything else. Um, we had so much attention at, out in Waterloo. We had a few of these out. We got uh, a 15-time 
national champion Katie Compton uh, and and Mark Legg using them. Uh, they were just across the aisle from us there in the expo, and they have not stopped raving about it since. Like, this is legit. This is the real deal. And um, you guys, uh, our, our lovely listeners, can all get in on this as well um, by picking yourself up a hydro shot over at yourcleanbike.com. Uh, that's where Works has built a, a little website for our listeners, which includes a bike uh, accessory kit, like brush kit, for getting in that cassette, getting in everything else. They've really thought of all these options uh, specifically to cyclists. And if you head over there, use the coupon code CLEANBIKE to get yourself 15% off all of that stuff. Any HydroShot, any accessories. And they make a 20-volt and a 40-volt version both of them totally adequate enough to uh, clean off your bike, but just depends on, you know, how much um, Tim Allen, uh, the, Tim, yeah, the yeah. tool man Taylor you've got in you, um, you know, but uh, the battery is shared between all the different works tools. So that's great. If you got a leaf blower, whatever, um, you don't got to buy new batteries. So super, super excited about being able to rep a product that really works super well and everybody's super psyched about. So, Check it out. So speaking of Tim, the tool man, Taylor, if you want Richard Karn on Cameo, you know, Tool Time's real host, uh-huh. only $80. Oh, for $80? Richard Karn. So there you wow. go. He's got to make well, that Well, thanks money. for Head on over to yourcleanbike.com. Use the coupon code CLEANBIKE to save some money on your Works Hydro Shot. I'd also like to thank Buckler Skin Care for their partnership for the amazing Wide Angle Podium branded Miracle Wap. The tingle is the miracle. I got a list. There's about 15 of you that have purchased some Miracle Wap. It is the best chamois cream. So you 15, you're great. The next person that gets it, you're special number 16. Ah. So you should totally jump on it. It is great. We sh- they ship it to you. Everything, totally worth it. I used it today. Bucklerskincare.com. Just, have- it's there in the store. Handcrafted yeah. chamois cream from Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. John, the purveyor of the website and of the shop, is fantastic. He just bought a brand new Rock Lobster bike. He's all about it. He's a longtime cyclocross nerd. Check it out. Get some embrocation if you need it. But more specifically, get the Miracle Wap chamois cream. And he, you know, told us when we brought this idea to him, we originally wanted uh, to throw back to a, a long, uh, an old slow ride joke. Uh, we wanted some banana scent in there, and he was willing to play ball. I just, I just got to put that out there. We, yeah, we decided maybe that wasn't in our best interest monetarily uh, for sales, but um, he was willing to play ball, and that's that's the kind of thing I appreciate out of a out of a partner. Yeah, John is fantastic. That is absolutely right. I forgot about the banana scent. We maybe maybe round two. Um, we'd also like to thank Grimper Brothers for their continued support and partnership. Just real quick, they make two fantastic blends of co- coffee for us. Hello Cyclocross Friends Espresso Blend, and then also the Full Schleck Light Roast. Head on over to wideanglepodium.com coffee to find out more and to learn all about what Grimper Brothers is doing to support cycling around this country, including the two blends of Wide Angle Podium coffee. So once again, wideanglepodium.com coffee. And gentlemen, with that, let's get back to the show. This is Katie Compton, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, we have a great review that I want to get off the top. As good in person as Over the Airwaves, five stars from KB. The three hosts of this podcast find each other's jokes just funny enough that listeners can't help but laugh along with them. I paid them this backhanded compliment at the (laughs) Trek CX World Cup, and like a sticky water bottle from the team car, they reached out and took it without shame. My girlfriend also walked directly up to Super Rookie and asked, are you little guy? (laughs) At that moment, I knew he must have felt like Matthew Vanderpool when Peter Sagan said he'd never heard of him. I I can say without a doubt that I would not have reached 33rd place in the Saturday Cat 4-5 race without the knowledge and race tactics I've learned from this show. Five stars. There you go. Thank you for the great review. Thanks. Little guy, you were not even there. 
no, for I, that. I walked um, up. I walked up right after it happened. So I, I yeah. 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 Surprisingly, you weren't there. You were probably stuck on the side of the highway in your van again. Oh, zing, 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 down. zing, zing, zing. But it was great seeing everybody. I believe um, the reviewer KB is from Asheville, which is a pretty cool town. I did ask him if if he just recently got out of the Biltmore parking lot from the cyclocross <laughs> race in 2014. Well played. Um, it landed landed so well. Timely jokes. Yeah. But overall, um, it was great seeing everybody out there. Thanks for the wonderful review. And uh, oh my god, yeah, I, I always mean, great to see. Yeah, we need to reiterate how awesome it was out there to to be able to interact face to face with so many people and having so many people come up uh, to the booth and just say hey and uh, and you know just share their stories and stuff. That was amazing. Thank you guys again. Oh, it was absolutely awesome. Hey guys, I discovered the Slow Ride podcast quite recently after recommendation from listening to the Mitch Docker podcast. Yeah. Also on the Wide Angle Podium, check it out. Life in the Peloton, it is so good. Anyways, I was listening back to episode 260, where you mentioned how awesome Bromptons are. Well, I've been listening to your funny pod, mostly while brazing Bromptons in London. What? You know, working in production line can sometimes be boring. Thanks for brightening up my day while entertaining... <laughs> With entertaining listening. Keep up the good work. Your Brompton Brazer, checkmate. Nice. Oh, that's Gentlemen, awesome. Gentlemen, we that's have reached cool. the promised land. We are on. Yeah. We're, okay. We're on the way. Yeah. Do we have any questions for the Brompton Brazer? I have so many. The different <laughs> handlebars. What handlebars are preferred? Because you can build it. It's like a menu when you go into a Brompton store on what you want to build out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're probably the coolest bikes that are out there. So, very, very, yeah, very cool bikes. Absolutely. I here's the thing. We gotta give the uh Brompton Brazer a shout out because Brompton yeah. offers a paint scheme or a paint job that is no paint. You know, it's just a clear coat where you get the raw steel and and you can see the brazing and yes. it always looks fantastic. And so partially due to him. So thank you. Thank you for that. It's a great looking Brompton option, and if I was going to get one, that's what I would get. Hint, hint. <laughs> hey, Brompton Brazer, if you if you just have a spare Brompton hanging around, <laughs> can you just send one hint, over? Hint, Preferably hint. the clear coat. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> can I tell you what my problem with the Bromptons are? I would love to. Uh, I would okay, love yeah, to let's start this. trashing yeah. them. <laughs> We've got some good will going here. It, <laughs> it takes me a while to unfold it. Yeah. Mostly because I've never gotten the experience. But when I see someone that is on a... Like, I've seen Bromptons come into the store. When I used to have Swift Cycle, the, the sales manager in the U.S. came in. And he's like... He, like, walked in with a folded bike. Like, he rode it up on the sidewalk, folded it up, came in. was like, hello, gentlemen. You mm-hmm. know, like, totally did the whole, like, salesman oh, thing. Yeah. It's like, would you like to try to unfold my bike? It took me a while to figure out how to unfold the bike. It took him, like, 10 seconds. That should take less And I'm like... That. And I knew it would take practice, but man, I'm always like, how does this thing fit here? And then the way it collapses, oh, I'm totally jealous. So, uh, yeah. So you, yeah. the thing you don't like about Brompton bicycles <laughs> is that you don't know, or you haven't practiced enough to do the thing that other people can do just fine. Yeah. Yes. So do you also okay. hate, uh, the specialized Venge, <laughs> um, because you know, Peter Sagan can ride it really fast and, uh, drop you. Uh, is this how it works? Tim gets mad. No. Have you ever seen Tim when he when he sees somebody like beautifully play the piano or something? Just anger. But I, <laughs> I gotta say, I I would totally I totally want a Brompton. I yeah. totally would love the clear coat Brompton. Oh, get your own get your own favorite color. I am all about the Brompton electric. Oh man, Timmy, come on. The Brompton electric, I'm all about. That's like the ultimate electric e bike. Like that's the way they should be. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll, I'll admit it. The way that the, the battery pack is on the head, too. Anyways, I'm all about Bromptons. They're fun. I just wish I was faster in, unlo- in like folding them up. I mean, it would like, probably Ooh, literally... Like, the train. I got to load it up real quick. Thank God there isn't trains in Orlando, because <laughs> then I have no need. But It would take anyway. you, like, like, all of 20, 30 minutes to become a pro at it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like... Oh, so good. I yeah. love them. So thanks for uh, that great email. Um, also, we got another good one. This one comes to us from Jacob Sorensen. 
Hey guys, I found the podcast and was instantly happy. I was psych- I was at a cycling podcast low between morning the transfer and pretty much benching of Dane Cash at Cycling Tips and the taming of Gus Morton from American ketchup-loving coach Bobby Joe. I'm very happy to have found you guys and sad I've missed out on so much great commentary. Question is, Quinn Simmons won the Junior Ro- World title. Yes. He has two pierced ears. Bling Matthews has pierced ears. <laughs> Moving forward, should Quinn Simmons keep his earrings in because of Bling's career, or should Quinn take them out immediately to avoid a future following in Bling's footsteps? Ooh. Bonus ideas. Could he gauge them up to mini zip discs for sponsor dollars? Oh, uh, now that's an idea. Yeah. Now, Spencer, you are our gauged ear expert. Oh, okay. Should the junior, should he keep the gauged ears like Bling Matthews or get rid of them because well, of Bling Matthews? Yeah, so the pierced ears, I didn't, uh, this is a eagle-eyed listener because I did not notice this. Uh, I probably should have. Um, I think I think the earrings are not the problem. I, I don't think the earrings are what got you Bling where he is. I think it's, I, unless... Unless it becomes Bling Simmons, uh, you know, like I, I think, I think he's in the clear. I think he's going to be okay. But you, you think you do? Bling's going to crash him out. I don't know. But you've got uh, a very good point here about the gauge deers. If you gauge these up to like you know inch, you know one inch plugs, that is spo- un- uncharted sponsor real estate. Um, yeah. You know, people are. You know, right now we've got a spattering of of Red Bull helmets throughout the peloton, uh, throughout professional cycling, and you know this is just another area. Maybe maybe you get a, a a Monster Energy drink sponsorship on your gauges, or you get Mountain Dew, or you get you know uh, I don't know what like Fender guitars, like something something along those lines, like a surge um, sponsorship or something. Yeah. Like a, a personal sponsor that you can bring in. That's not going to offend your, your team kit sponsors or your bike sponsor or anything like that, because you know, it's not going on your kit or on your bike or whatever. You think agro to bell or whatever, the oldest French team sponsor that made industrial fencing would be really into having guys with gauged ears. Oh yeah, probably just, they could have all the different gauges. Across all the different riders. I wonder how long until the UCI starts having a measurement device on how big Quinn's gauged ears can be, right? Because there's some kind of, I'm sure there's some kind of aerodynamic advantage to have the wind pass through your earlobes than Mm. around. It's like those oval forks they used to make that had the, uh, yeah, like slits. The UCI is going to find a way to ban this, as uh, Graham Obrey would say. They're just going to, he's going to ban it. They'll do that before they, you know, deal with all the, the like the barrier, the barrier feet thing controversy well, that sprung up again this week. They'll deal with. What's the barrier feet? What are you talking about? The the dude Hadig or whatever crashed at the. Uh, it's like the Giro de Metropolitani, whatever. How do you say it? Pronounce Tour uh, de la Euro Metropole. <laughs> okay. Uh, dude came around, hit the barrier foot, and went down hard and. You know. So it wasn't it wasn't the flat barrier feet. It was the stuff no, that comes out of the of course it was the one. No, it was the ones that stick out. So it was like coming around the last corner. So, you know, like I don't know. That controversy comes up every like what three weeks. Somebody hits one of those. I think. It yeah, it comes way. up pretty regularly. But uh, this time, I thought it was a little different because silver medal at the recent UCI World Road Race Championships. Yeah, uh, Trenton made a whole bunch of social media comments about how stupid these barriers were, how they're super dangerous, how flat-footed barriers exist in every country, Yep. and why can't they just buy yep. the safe ones instead of using these horrible ones that keep causing crashes. And that's, uh, you know, that is maybe the most painful reason yet uh, for me that uh, Trenton didn't win the world championships because who cares what silver medal says? <laughs> it's true. Trenton is pretty, he's, he seems to always be one to speak his mind. It does seem like as the world champion, he would be taking no guff at any race. You know, I feel like he would have parlayed that, that, that rainbow bands into basically 
Like I'm it. not starting this race. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. It feels like feet. he would. It would turn into a year of him being like, you know, what was stupid here. <laughs> you know, and yeah. just like, which would would have been awesome. I mean, I'm not saying any disrespect to Mads, but you know, no, um, no that's. I, I mean, that's got to be the best part of being world champion, right? Is just making weird demands. <laughs> Well, not these are not obviously. This is not a Dixus uh, demand. It's not like he was asking for uh, four hundred jelly beans, red jelly right. beans, and yeah. one yellow one, perfectly situated in the middle. Which perhaps he was going to ask for too. But I also wanna... safe barriers. Yeah, pretty pretty legit request. Absolutely. I wonder what like Trenton would charge on cameo pre world championship stripes and after. Right, like that would be the the ultimate test is what the value of the world championship stripes are to your personal brand is how much you're willing to increase mm-hmm. your cost on on cameo, cameo platform but do you i mean the barriers you're right Logan. it always comes up here and there we did have the barrier we didn't talk too much about it is like the wout van art like contemplating suing the aso and you're like come on wow don't that was don't go crazy like, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't what make he, sense. Did he get caught on the feet or did he get caught on like the like a banner that kind of came out or he, was the barrier not so up against he his the... leg? No, they have the feet that stick out, but then each one connects to each other with these hooks yep. that yeah. wrap around. And so one of the hooks was not wrapped around the barrier next to it. It was sticking out. Yeah. And that is nasty. That is a they nasty. And that's nasty. what got him. That's what got him. That's why it's such a bad so injury. That was really more of just, you know, whoever the the ten dollar an hour, ten euro an hour right. employee was that was hanging the barriers on right. the trip. Well, it wasn't assembled yeah. properly, so I mean, he's yeah. probably. I'm sure there's a lawyer somewhere that was like, "Hell yeah, we will, we will take <laughs> this case. I'll take that case. You're Walt Van Art. This is fantastic. Yeah. Do you want to sue Matthew Vanderpool for beating you all the time? I'll uh, make that work. Not as too. often as you think. <laughs> yeah. I don't. All know. right, guys, let's get to the the sadness mailbag this Uh-oh. week. Carlos Bettencourt still without a contract for the 2020 season. Yeah. Do you think he's a... Are we at nervous time? Are we nervous Nelly yet? Now, they also announced that Hong Kong Hammer Series is not happening. Yeah. So, surprise, surprise. So here... Well, yeah. The the political unrest there has uh, kind of trumped the... But think of the racing. political unrest that's going to sweep across Colombia if Carlos Bettencourt doesn't have a contract after his display right. that he put in at the World Championships. Uh, I know. Week. I got to think he's just building suspense right now. Like I got to think he's maybe weighing some options that are on the table and uh, just kind of you think, know negotiating for the best rates. I think Carlos might need a new agent. And I can't <laughs> think of three better people than to represent <laughs> Carlos Bettencourt than us. Carlos, we will help you get a contract. We know really? some people. I think yeah. we can pull think, that off. I think he's going to get. Re- my, my guess is he gets re-signed by Movistar. That they're just they're just you know they're just sort of playing. They're making him wait. I could see him over at like Arkea or something. Uh, I don't think like, he's yeah. going that way. I mean, yeah, that's possible. He's, he's like, been, like like Nairo yeah, could use another Colombian because uh, uh, he's got winner Anaconda. Yeah, it says Carlos Betancourt, and then like you know they'll have. Those three for the mountains, and then they have. I guess Greipel retired, so he's done. Is it official that he's retired, or it's just yeah, it's, it's still it's up in the of, air? But yeah, it seems pretty likely. What's up with German sprinters? Is Degenkolb the only one left? Uh, there's there's up and coming German sprinters. There's Pascal Ackerman. Yeah, yeah I forgot about him. Sorry. <laughs> Grunwagen. 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 No, he's German. Dutch. He Dutch? He? He's, he's Dutch. Dutch. He's, yeah. Never mind. And then there's Rick Zobel. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think so, he counts. I think just being being spawned by a sprinter doesn't make you a sprinter. Gronewagen's so sp- not Dutch. He's from the Netherlands. Or not or not Belgium. You're right. He is Dutch. Never mind. Don't listen to me. He's too short. I got confused. <laughs> that was a tricky one. Yeah, it was super so, tricky. <laughs> there's a bunch of riders that are not in contract right now. So we I don't yeah. think we need to be worried about Carlos Bettencourt yet. Um, Rowan Dennis is a world champion. He is not signed yet. Esteban Chavez, also not signed yet. Sam Bennett, not with contract. Uh, Daryl Impey, Mark Cavendish, although, yeah. Yeah, some of these guys are not get signed. Contracts, though. Um, Posavivo, not signed. That's a tough one, though, since he's injured and he's. Um, Kirienka, Albacini, Steve Cummins, and um, 
an interesting one on this list, our boy Taylor Finney. Oh, I'm not worried. He will totally get signed. Are you? I'm a little, I don't know what's going on. I'm a little thinking that Taylor's going to pull it, pull the plug. You think so? He's going all, got... all in on the uh, music career. Has he done any bike races this year? Yeah, a little one called Dirty Kanza. Other than the <laughs> alternate schedule, has he done so, any bike races this year? I, I've watched the, the EF Gone Racing. Taylor seems like he is, he's just like, what? I, he doesn't seem like he's that into it anymore. Well, he is on the start list for the Japan Cup on October 20th. There you go. So maybe he will win the sixth monument in cycling and then someone will sign him. I, oh, guys, I'm, I'm not concerned about Finney not having a contract. He will land somewhere. I don't even think I am he's starting concerned. to get a little I think worried he's about just going to pull the plug and retire. You think he'll retire? Yeah, I kind of do. Nah. All right. I've seen EF. EF's been announcing a fair number of signings the last you know couple weeks. I don't know. Taylor hasn't come up. <laughs> I am. I do want to throw it out there. Mads Peterson. Not on the start list for Japan Cup. Yeah. I, I think if you have that sweet jersey and the bike, like you need to show that thing off everywhere you go. There's nothing happening in October anymore. Like bike racing is done. There's no more races. All of the cool races are done except for the big one. And that, of course, is the Japan Cup. Yep. Isn't that right, little guy? Yes, or something like that. He's got to take the break so he can start building up for the spring classics, man. Well, there's like no more classics at all this year. Oh, th- this is your this is your backhanded segue to insult the Italian Classics Week, which we're in the middle of right now, Timmy. We got Lombardy coming up, and you guys know my favorite race, <laughs> Giro d'Emilia, just happened, and I know you guys didn't pay attention just to spite me. Nope. God, <laughs> why is it your favorite race? I feel like every year you have a new favorite race. No, I always talk about this race because it goes up uh, past the like arches all the way up the final climb. It was where the Giro was like first stage or second stage was this year, the time trial that Roglic won. And then Roglic so won, won, the, won race? the race again. Oh, Roglic did? Yeah. See? Who'd he beat? You should be interested. He beat There's probably our, no one in that race. Who'd he, he beat? He beat our boy, Mr. VO2 Max, Michael Woods. Uh, oh. And our our soon-to-be favorite rider, Sergio Higunta from EF Education. Second and third, EF. And then Malema and then Valverde. Come on. All right, all right. So it's good. It's a good go. Go back and so watch. So is this it. a tune up? This is a tune up for the actual fifth monument in cycling Lombardia, right? Yes. But all this week, you've got a race. There was a race today, like the GP something something. You got uh, what is it? Like Torino's in a couple days. You got that one that uh, Tom's won last year, Trey Valli, Vern, Bernisi or whatever. You got you got like a good Italian race every day this week. Like, yeah. It's 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 a good week. It's not it's a as solid it's week. not it's not Belgium in the spring, but it's it's the last gasp before it's all cyclocross, man. It, Italy in the fall is pretty good. Lombardia is a great race. Um, oh, it's wonderful. I've watched but, the end of uh, some of the previous editions of the Emilia uh, on your recommendation, and it is a fantastic race to it's watch. It's beautiful. Um, it's like you don't get a more beautiful setting than yeah. this like amazing archway leading the riders up. Oh. Right. And it's so a, going into the uh, Lombardia little guy, is Nibali going to win again? Uh, I think he's like got next weekend, himself right? dropped pretty hard in these last couple of races. So, but he's that's how the way he rides. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw Tom's down. Tom's has been riding steady. Tom's huh. or Malema. It's coming from oh, track. Dude, maybe. If Tom's could win that. That'd be fantastic. That'd be so awesome. He's he he had a good. He was like whatever. He's like seven seconds back today at the GP Bruno. But I don't know. Well, our boy Malema has been there in all these races, but he is not fast in a sprint. So that's uh, kind of his mo. I think we've uh, gone over this in the past. Um, it pains me. All these, all these things in Lombardia. You know, the fifth monument, uh, all leading up, building to a crescendo at the Japan Cup for the sixth monument in cycling, <laughs> which puts Japan on the map. But <laughs> there's another thing. That puts this small country that you may have never heard of on the map, uh, which is Japan. Um, <laughs> they've got they've got some cycling events coming up in 2020 that everybody's talking about. Like it's all the rage right now. Uh, and uh, the, something oh I can't pronounce it. Oh, 
It's I don't know if it's Japanese. Olympic Olympax. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. I've heard about this. Yeah, so they had a test event there uh, this weekend uh, on the the Olympics. Oh. I guess that's anyway, anyway, they had a test event there uh, this week for the mountain bike track. And I know one of your favorite pastimes, Tim, is critiquing man-made mountain bike tracks for the Olympics. Um, (laughs) You have really gone further in depth on this topic than probably anybody else. I'm a big fan of the dirt Zamboni. (laughs) Like, yeah, I want the most TV friendly bike racing possible. And it usually (laughs) happens to be the mountain bike Olympic race. Yep. Where just five cameras on the course. So basically it's like a cyclocross race, but cooler. Yeah. No, and, like and rock. well, you are going to be psyched what? with Tokyo because uh, we got some of the first shots of the track, some of the first little uh, Instagram videos and stories from all the, all the stars who are there checking out the track for the first time this week. And uh, um, yeah, it, it will not so, disappoint you. There are little rock hucks and jumps and log piles and things oh, that I'm look sure. so perfectly curated that... Uh, are there some good downhills with a rock jump that like, ooh, you're going to take the A or the B line and both have rocks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know, so the good. smooth transitions just make so who the A line so beautiful. Um, was was Matthew Vanderpool there? Was Schroeder there? I think everybody was there, as far as I know. I don't have uh, the men's results in front of me, actually. <laughs> so okay. I don't even know who won the men's race. Yolanda Neff took the win in the women's race um, with a couple of uh, uh, um, other Swiss riders in the top 10. So they were looking very, very dominant. Uh, I think they went two, one, two, four, and six, something like that. It okay. was uh, pretty dominant. But the big I'm starting news, to look at some of these pictures. Yeah. They look pretty amazing. The big news in that race, PFP got taken out uh, in the first rock garden about 10 minutes into the race and broke her nose. Uh, so did not finish. Ugh. So that sucks. That's a tough injury to take. Smashing your face into a rock. Yeah, that is that is not good at all. I'm very disappointed to hear that. Um, so she didn't win. No, she didn't win. <laughs> she did but she win. still she place. gets to wear the uh, world championship jersey next time she races. Uh, that does carry on. Can you wear the world championship jersey at the Olympics? Or is that like the one event where you're not allowed to wear it? I don't know, but I assume you have to wear your national team. Kit. Yeah, I don't think okay. you'd wear it. Uh, it quick question. Yeah. Is Peter Sagan going to do the Olympic mountain bike race? <laughs> he, uh, I actually do know the answer to this one. <laughs> he has confirmed that he is not going to do it this time. What? It is He's not, not in the cards lame. for him. No. Nah, that's kind of lame. Totally lame. Yeah, I'd like to see it, you know, but um, imagine... Imagine if the Sagan Vanderpool drama came down to a mountain bike race at the Olympics. Drama. <laughs> that would put everybody on their heads. He has to know who he is now, right? Like, this is finally just now salt. So oh, yeah. With that. Well, dudes, I'm excited for the mountain bike Olympics, regardless of what it looks like, as long as I can see it on TV. <laughs> Overall, <laughs> we talked time pedals. We talked world championship kit. Talk dumb Italian classics racing. Oh, we talked so much cycling so this week. Good. We also got an email Get your fill, from man. someone that's on the the Brompton line right now. That's, that's incredible. Cool. I think it's a pretty successful episode. So with that, I'd like to thank all of the Wide Angle Podium members and subscribers. Head on over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out how you can support the show. We'd also like to thank Works for their HydroShot Power Washer. Head on over to YourCleanBike.com and use the code clean bike to save some money on your purchase and all of the great accessories that come with it also head over to buckler skincare for miracle wap chamois cream and grimper brothers by going to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to see the two great blends that they've put together for that for us and with that this is tim in orlando florida madam minneapolis and this is spencer in boston reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. 
theslowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at theslowridepod. I gotta admit, guys, I was really disappointed when I saw that the Zwift doping was something within the game. Like, that was so stupid. I read the article wrong, and I thought that they actually hooked, like, their blender straight up to their crank. <laughs> you know, like, that's... I, I, I read it as... Like, the guy was making cookies, 